When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Genetti. You know how we do rock and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Hey, yo. Are you ready for war? Then bring it on. My craftmatic like a stripper. When it's out, you throw your cash at it. Hope I don't rat at it from the hash and grass at it. I spit in mad rapid like I took a bad package. You pay tolls of the drummer. I easy pass. Welcome, everybody, to the WWE Rundown. I'm your host, Troy. Joining me, Ginger's here. Hi, guys. How we doing? I'm all right. Tired, you know, the usual bullshit. Right. I hear ya. <laughs> uh, and joining us this week, John is here. I didn't know we were doing voices. I don't have anything prepared. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always do them, so that's nothing new, new for me. But uh, Ginger doing goofy voices is, is, is a new one. <laughs> um, so, we've got uh, another week down in, in WWE land. We've got a pay-per-view coming up this weekend. Uh, so we do have a little bit to talk about, um, but let's 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 start with some story time. Uh, so yesterday, so I I work out in my basement. I have a I have a TV set up down there. I've got a, a little mini elliptical. I've got like a rowing machine. You know, I got some free weights and stuff like that. I got I got a, I have a, a a partially finished basement. The only thing that's not finished is the ceiling. It's just the bare beams are up like that. But everything else is done. So, um, I have cats and they are dicks. So when I go downstairs, um, they will try to pry open the door and come downstairs, uh, which is never fun because our basement is rather sizable and there are plenty of places for it to hide. Plus if they ever figure out and, and try to jump up into the crawl space, we may never find them again. (laughs) Because there is just an open fucking part, you know. I mean, it's five feet off the ground, but it's open, and it's just open expanse out there, you know, that's not being used. So um, what I have to do if I'm going to go downstairs and and, um, and work out uh, or get high or do whatever I'm going to do down there, um, I I have to, like, slam our basement door to make sure that it, it's latched in there, you know. So I did that yesterday. I went down and did my workout, watched a couple episodes of Scrubs while doing it. Um, and then I walk upstairs and I turn the door handle and it turns all the way around. Oh, no. And I'm going, uh, 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 and I'm like <laughs> slamming my shoulder into the door. Oh, shit. Yeah, I broke. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Uh, it is the original one that uh, that was uh, on the door when when we moved in. So uh, it, it's always been a little finicky, but yeah, never to the point where I thought that it was like moments away from breaking. So then I, then I'm sitting there and I'm like, boy, I sure hope I didn't lock my back door. <laughs> <laughs> So now, thankfully, we have a, a side door off of the basement. Um, so I'm like, well, at least I know I can get outside. But the problem is, is like, if I've locked that back door, like, you can't break into my house on the first floor unless you're breaking windows because our windows are all those like crank ones, you know? Oh my god! And the the windows that are not, I know for sure that I have locked because I'm paranoid, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so here I am sweaty as shit in fucking workout shorts and no shoes by the way because i don't work out in shoes <laughs> and i fucking have to like tiptoe through my grass because it's mind you it's nine it's uh, about nine forty-five at night <laughs> tiptoe around to the back the whole time just being like please don't be locked please don't be locked please don't be locked thankfully it was unlocked but <laughs> there was that fucking heart attack moment of like, if I lock the back door, there's no way I'm going to be able to wake my kids up on the second floor. And even if I do, they're not going to know, like, to come to the back door and open it up like that. They're just going to, like, go looking around for me upstairs and not find me. <laughs> Second, my wife doesn't get home until three o'clock in the morning. So if I would have locked myself downstairs, I would have been sleeping downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> How far is her trip from work? Um, about 20 minutes. Oh, she could have taken her lunch break, come and help you out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Um, if it would have got to that, there there might have been a, like, is there any chance <laughs> that you could... I mean, I would have felt like an asshole, but also, like, you know, I would have done the same to her. Oh, so, yeah, thankful, thankfully, so I've got, I have a new handle coming tomorrow that I'll have to, I'll have to install, but, uh, yeah, I was going to make my pants shitting moment of the week. That's not, I, I thought you were going the route like, oh shit, I only had shorts on, or I was in my boxers and I was locked out completely. I was like, uh oh. You know, I I own my own house and uh, you know I got I got neighbors that are college age, so I'm sure it's nothing they haven't seen before. But I don't I don't need to, I don't need those kind of looks in the morning because <laughs> I I leave for work about the same time as his girlfriend does and. I don't need those guys that are being like, so, uh, what happened last night? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you make friends, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Just fucking <laughs> just hang dong in front of them. That's all I got to do. What are you doing hanging dong outside at quarter of ten last night, Trey? <laughs> well, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my man. God. Yeah, so I might I might have to uh, figure out a different way to keep the cats out and, and not have to worry about being locked out, or at least... Uh, um, like put a key down in the basement or something like that, just to be be sure I've got some. Oh, so what's uh what's been going on uh, for you in, in your week, John? Uh, honestly, nothing terribly exciting. Just just the usual shit. Um, the, your your story made me think of a time. Uh, this was way way back in the day. Uh, I had an apartment and that the lock just stopped unlocking like that and i <laughs> yeah. just ended up fucking kicking the door down so i could get in and uh i didn't get charged for it i was surprised they didn't charge me for it but um so like i kicked it out and then like i think it 
actually like broke the uh, the the actual knob out. Oh. So I was for like about a week. I was just locking it with the deadbolt that remained, and like there was just like you could just see through where the where the handle used to be, and like <laughs> it was a good time. Ugh, man, that's fantastic. I, it was like fucking eleven at night, and I was like, I knew I wasn't gonna get to maintenance, and I was like, I need to go to fucking bed, so I just kicked my way in into my apartment. <laughs> it was a good time, and nice. nobody called the cops, huh? Surprisingly, no. Well, you're lucky there. <laughs> nice. That would have been an interesting thing to explain. <laughs> like, I actually live here. Uh... Nice. Oh shit. Oh, what about you, Ginger? Well, I finished setting up my metal frame pool about two weeks ago, and I've only been at once because it's rained every fucking day for the past two weeks. <laughs> um, but when I did, uh, it was it, it it looks taller than it actually is. Like I can step over it, but it's like I don't know. It, it I hadn't been in a pool in a long time, and Man, it was only 62 degrees in there, and my balls definitely felt how cold it was. <laughs> uh, but besides that, I mean, just this fucking rain has been nonstop for legitimately two weeks. Like, every day it has poured a good inch or two. And I'm like, I'm sorry, every day I'm saying to myself, I'm like, if I hear any fucking towns in the surrounding area saying there's a fucking drought, they're full of shit. After all this is done, because it's fucking insane. I've had to drain my pool. Uh, I drained it for three hours today, and it's still at the top of the level because of so much how much fucking rain has been. Um, I feel like an old man talking about this type of shit because it's weather. But uh, uh, besides that, I mean, uh, my kids almost knocked over my PS5. That would have been the very bad days for those two kids. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's, oh, um, my dad found out today that he has shingles at the moment. So that's interesting. So shingles is a thing that I've definitely heard, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I know what it actually is. Like, did you have chicken pox? I don't remember having had chicken pox, though. Okay, so you probably got the vaccine, right? Seems likely. Yeah, okay. So if you had chicken pox one time in your life, mm-hmm. shingles is already floating around in your body. Okay. So eventually something will irritate it, and then boom, it'll pop up. Uh, so, yeah, my dad found out today that he has shingles. So joy fucking joy. Yeah, so my, he can't he he can't come downstairs to see my daughter because she's only had one of her two chickenpox shots. Oh shit! Yeah, so we're we're going pretty safe route on this one. Like mm-hmm. I, tonight when I cooked dinner, I just brought him up his plate. I said he understands, like he gets it. But I was like, I feel bad. I have to bring this up to you, and you can't come and eat for dinner with us. Right. Just guy, I get it. But yeah, that yeah. sucks. My mother had it too, so yeah, and I know, I know what that's about. Yeah, one of my one of my uncles had it a few years back, and he was in the hospital for like a month because of it, because it had wrapped 
all the way around his midsection and his back. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that's pretty much the interesting things that have happened for me, mm-hmm. at least. All right. Um, well, we do have some news. Um, so we learned that um, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff passed away. Um, we had discussed before about um, some of the issues that he was having. Yeah, I know I'm taking care of it in a second. Um, <laughs> uh, he, uh, yeah, he was 71. He was having a lot of, uh, of health issues. Um, but uh, Ginger, why don't you um, kind of talk about your uh, Mr. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff moments? Sure. Uh, well, I don't really have any moments because, like, I think he was a little bit before I actually have memories of him. Uh, but I will say that that guy's physique was like the epitome of what wrestling was back when he was in the day. And <clears throat> I mean, dude, also obviously fantastic worker. Um, and one memory that I do remember, I remember he turned on Hulk Hogan and delivered a devastating pile driver to Hogan to turn his <laughs> back on him. Uh, that, that's my only legitimate like memory of it, of him. But uh, yeah, like I said, his, his physique was fucking amazing back then. And like, I don't understand why he didn't get a much bigger push because of that. Because back in that day, it was all about the body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, maybe he wasn't a good politicker. Uh, that, that's, that is a possibility. Uh, maybe he was, I mean, I don't know what kind of person he was personally, but, um, you know, maybe he was just one of the people that just kind of stuck to himself and didn't really deal with bullshit. But, um, you know, it sucks, but he, from what we knew, it was very, there were complications, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. And it, it's never easy uh, dealing with somebody that is, and I hate to say this, dies a slow death. Oh, right, um, yeah. You know what I mean? That That's never an easy situation for family members or anybody in general. Uh, but, yeah, rest in power to him. Uh, it sucks. And, you know... I actually saw a picture. Somebody brought this up when him, Roddy Piper, and me and Gene did a table for three. Did you ever watch that series on the network? I caught, I caught random episodes, like when I would be watching something and it would happen to be the next thing that was airing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think I saw that one. Okay, because um, at the end of it, Piper had said, uh, we should definitely do this again. And I want to say it was Piper that died not less than a week after that aired. And now me and Gene has passed away. And now Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. And they are just chilling at the dinner table now and just hanging out. So uh, rest in peace to all three. But right now, discussion is on Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. So it's it's shitty. That's what it boils down to. Uh, John, what do you got for memories about him? Uh, I'll be honest. Like I, 
he was mostly before I got into uh, into mm-hmm. wrestling. So like yeah. I I mostly know of him as a discussion piece as opposed to like as a performer. Mm-hmm. So like, but yeah, I would echo your your thoughts about in terms of like you know just the idea of like having to watch somebody kind of like inch their way to to uh to death it's like it's uh it's yeah i don't really have words apparently but it's <laughs> it's just fucked up um and yeah so yeah i hopefully uh the family and all that they're dealing with it as well as could be expected and you know mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, and I mean, we actually just brought him up last week on the um, uh, trivia for WrestleMania headliners. He was in the match oh, with yeah. Roddy, Roddy Piper and uh, Mr. Team Hulk Hogan. You know, it's, he, he's, he's had a lot of memories with WWF and other companies, you know, all, all he was with WWE or WWF at the time, 1983 to 1988, so five years. Um, and then he went to semi-retirement, and then did return from 1988 to 1990. World WCW in 1999, um, UWF, AWF, and NWL 1990 to 1993. Smoky Mountain Wrestling 92. Uh, and then he actually, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what his last match was for a company. Um, I'm just trying to fucking figure this out. From what I can see, um, his last match was... Oh, he was world television champion. WCW. Uh, let's see. What? What is this? Thunderdome match. Interesting. Uh, yeah, the guy's got a hell of a career. Um, he started in 1976. Oh, yeah. So, again, back to the physique and stuff. Like, back then, if you were built, like, look at uh, Zeus, for God's sakes. Dude couldn't work a lick, but (laughs) he looked good and they booked him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So back then it was it's all about physique. It couldn't didn't matter how you wrestled in some cases, but they did what he could, you know. And it, it's definitely definitely not a good time for his family and such. Um, let's see what else we got here. On on the subject of the table for three thing, the only the only vivid memory I have of that is like. Uh, an episode where it was like Intercontinental Champions, and then mm. it, it was like 20 minutes of Dolph Ziggler just ripping on Ryback. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see. Let's we'll get Troy's thoughts on him once he returns. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Rebby Hardy delivered another child, ladies and gentlemen. 
kid just waltzed on out. A stupid this fucking name. Oh my god. Yeah, the name. Let's see. I I just yeah. remember that one of the middle names is a Pokemon. <laughs> uh. So, first daughter we know was born on Sunday, July 11th. Um, so, Evie was born at home, so they did a home birth. That's got to be a fucking mess. Um, six pounds, eight ounces. Uh, mom and dad surrounded by a team of professional midwives and doulas. Does that sound right? Uh, out, I'll, I'll outdoor, they delivered her in outdoors during <laughs> a rainstorm. Okay. Weird. Uh, so Troy, you want to pronounce the name of Matt Hardy's new baby? Uh, it would appear to be, um, <laughs> well. It's ever more, but they are apparently nicknaming her Eevee, which is a Pokemon. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, that's not a middle name. That's just a shortening of the uh, of the first name. Oh, okay. Well, it's not even a shortening of it. It's it's an elongating or, of it because her first name is Ever. So E V E R. Oh, oh Evermore is the okay. Then no, no, no. Her name isn't Evermore. It's Ever. Uh-huh. Middle name More. Last name Hardy. And that's because um, that is Matt's middle name. He is Matthew Moore Hardy. And his brother is Jeffrey Nero Hardy. Um, because they are named after... Um, he was named after um, an actor, I believe. I believe both of their middle names are, are named after actors because Jeff Nero, like De-, De Niro, and I think he's Roger Moore, I think is who he's named after, maybe. Jesus. So, so there's a genetic disposition to giving your children stupid names is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're looking at um, his first kid is Maxel, uh, who's now six. He's got a four-year-old named Wolfgang. And he's got a 19-month-old named Ar- Bartholomew. Now, Bartholomew is a real name, obviously. So is Wolfgang. But they're not names you would typically hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, With a powdered wig, you, you might hear them. Yeah. Also, um, one of them's got a weird middle name, right? Yeah, Wolfgang Xander and Bartholomew Kit. And then... Maxo, like Kit the car? I think so. Wow. I don't know if he's got a middle name or not. They call him King Maxo, but I know his name. I know his first name isn't King. His first name is Maxo, but yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It's oh fucking weird. But then again, like I said, as you look at uh, um. Jeff Hardy's got two kids, and they're Ruby Claire Hardy and Nira Quinn Hardy. So, yeah, they, they uh, definitely did, do. Did you read how the birth went down? Uh, I assume uh, that 
that young Evie strolled out spitting a cane. <laughs> uh, Outside in, during a rainstorm. Of course, because they have to do everything fucking like a like they're uh, uh, scene kids from like the nineties. I don't I don't get it. They're, they're surrounded by a team of professional midwives and doulas. Wow. Yeah, they are exactly what. This this is the problem. <laughs> like, so I understand that. Like, you know, both of my kids have very. Um, I I don't want to say normal, but traditional names. You know. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I, you know, my name is Troy, which, uh, as a white guy, that's not normal, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, it is a name though. You're sticking these poor people with these names that like, they're, they're stuck with the rest of their lives or until they get, you know, old enough that they can change it. And like, you're <laughs> like this, this poor child is is going to be sitting there now, mind you, like they're, they're a child of celebrity. So they're probably going to be rich and they're probably going to be fine. But like, if something happened to all their money, you'd suddenly like fucking walk in and be like, you know, uh, welcome to Applebee's. Uh, I'm Evie. I'll be your server today. Like, (laughs) and trust me, we've already gotten to that point where, um, you can you can now go to places where people are working and you see the names that people started to give their kids in the 90s you know when when those when the, the stranger names really started to take off and to the 2000s as well and like i said these are far from the the craziest names um we can go through here we go we can go, we can go through some fun ones here let me let me, let me go for it here um <laughs> So we've got okay, yeah. So <laughs> uh, Emily Radichkowski, uh, that chick that's always naked. Um, her first child is Sylvester Apollo Bear. Sylvester Apollo Bear. Yep. Uh, you've got Elon Musk's kid, which is X. A A dash X I I, pronounced X Ash. Um, back in back in the day, this was this was around my time. Uh, Frank Zappa's kids are all weird, you know. Dweezil oh. Zappa, Diva yeah, Tin Moon Unit is the one I remember. Moon Unit, Diva Tin Thin Muffin Tin. Um, so you got. Let me see here. Lyra Antarctica is the child of Ed Sheeran. What? Yeah. Radix, the daughter of Cameron Diaz and Benji Madden. That's R-A-D-D-I-X. First of all, never put the word dick into your kid's name. No. <laughs> uh, did, I don't. Did you say Ed Sharon? Yeah. Isn't that Ed Sharon? I don't know what his fucking name is. The, the <laughs> ginger douchebag that fucked up yeah, Game Ed of Thrones. Sharon. That one. Okay. Well. Whatever. Uh, I don't know these people, but. Lucky Blue Smith and Stormy Bree had a child named Gravity. Uh, yeah, Nicholas Cage's kid is Cal Al. Uh, Honestly, with him, I would have expected weirder. Yeah, 
Um, Jason, actor Jason Lee and Beth Risegruff named their kid Pilot Inspector. Inspector with a K, what? by the way. Yeah, that's true. That's real. <laughs> um, Jason Lee's a Scientologist, I think, though. So like, yeah, you can, you can you can attribute it to his like eighth grade education. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penn Jillette's child's name is Moxie Crime Fighter. Um, uh, Gwen Stefani and Gavin Rossdale have Apollo Bowie Flynn, Kingston James McGregor, and Zuma Nesta Rock. Um, what else we got here? You got uh, Robert Rodriguez named his kids Rocket, Racer, Rebel, Rogue, and Rianan. Say those names five times fast repeatedly. Nope, Can't gonna, do it. I gotta do it. Sparrow <laughs> James Midnight, which sounds like a fucking Game of Thrones character, is uh, Joel Madden and Nicole Richie's kid. That sounds like a medieval name. Yeah. Uh, of course, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop named her kid Apple. Goop? Uh, her her company's name is Goop. G-O-O-P. That's the one that sells the candle that smells like her queefs or whatever. Oh, right. Goop. What a name. Steven Spielberg's kid is Destry. It's like he tried to write Destroy but forgot the O. Destry. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck Diplo is, other than like those blocks that you used to use as a kid. I was going to say Diplo blocks. <laughs> but uh, Laser Lee Lewis Pence. Yeah. Hmm. Like. Yeah. Unreal. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Like, they, they were in school once. They realized how, how cruel other kids can be. <laughs> like trust me i i i grew up with you know the name troy it it has some names that you can rhyme with it you know kids will find anything uh usain bolt's son is named thunder i'm gonna let that sink in for oh. you <laughs> it's not a joke uh, he named his kid thunderbolt, thunderbolt. yeah this is Fergie and Josh Duhamel's son, Axel Jack. Now that sound, Axel Jack sounds like a Disney fucking kids show. <laughs> the crazy adventures Axel of Jack. Axel Jack. <laughs> Kate Winslet's son, Bear Blaze. And Alicia Silverstone's son, Bear Blue. So they, could, they should get together. Oh my God. Hopefully they grew up to be nice, big, burly, and San Harry. <laughs> Denim and Diesel Braxton, Tony Braxton's sons. You named your kid Denim. Yeah, man. Diesel. <laughs> Bear Grylls has sons named Huckleberry and Marmaduke. Oh my god. Alright, that tops <laughs> it. Let's that's ridiculous. No no no. What tops it is Jermaine Jackson's son Jer Majesty. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, man, I tell you. Why? I don't know, man. Why? I don't get it, man. Like I said, like, it's the same shit as, like, now, mind you, most of those that I listed off there are are white people. I know the joke always is, is that, like, black people will name their kids, you know, crazy things. Like, there's the guy that's the coldest or whatever like that, or DeBrickashoff or stuff like that. 
it's everybody, dude. And like, if it's not that shit, it's uh, the white people having to like throw all those unnecessary Y's and L's and shit like that into names or like things like Breland or Barianne and shit like that. Like that's the it's, shit that you're going on right now. It's almost like they're trying to make an AOL chat name. Yeah, it's like it's like you do understand that it's okay that your kid has the same name as somebody else, right? Oh my god. Uh there's a um there is a subreddit that I follow um that is all like like dedicated to the weirdest fucking names that that people have found. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it, what it's called right now though. Um stupid fucking names that parents name their children. No, it's yeah, you'll have to give me a second to find it. I've got like a thousand fucking things that That's, I follow. Like like um, like I said, you, you went to school, you know how cool other kids can be. Like those kids are gonna get fucking annihilated. Yeah, right. Um the, uh, the weirdest thing I can think of that I've seen personally is uh when I was uh when I worked at Panera, there was a regular who came in and her name was one spelled as if it were one word, Miss Brittany. <laughs> God, man, I tell you, like, was, was that t- person younger or older? Uh, younger than me, for sure. Oh, okay. Um, I re- remember the first time she told me that. I always assumed she was just being like super pretentious, but then one time she paid with a debit card, and I'm like, oh, that's your fucking legal name. Oh my god, that's that's terrible. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd just go by Brittany, but. <sighs> yeah, man. Like, got him normal. <laughs> it's it, yeah. It like I said, man. It's uh, I went to school um, with a girl named Rainbow, and she would constantly have to be like, "Yes, my parents were hippies. Yes, my name is really Rainbow. It's what it says." I'm like, she had to fucking like explain it out to people, and it's like, oh my gosh, like why? <laughs> Like, why do that to to your kid? I wish I knew. Right. My, my older thing. brother apparently went to school with a girl named Wendy Breeze. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, they live next to a Wendy's? Smell um, those cheeseburgers? That's right. And, and I worked with a girl once named Leather. Leather? Yeah. Oh, I hope she was into BD- BDSM. Oh, not not to my knowledge. Should have asked. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have required me being interested in the answer. Oh, okay, got it, got it. <laughs> Gosh, oh God, um, it's yeah. so bad. See, and uh, I I feel like that. Um, that I, I can talk about this and, and you know, because like I said, I, I have given my kids names that are our normal names and uh, which is funny, actually, like um, because I'm currently looking for uh, a new babysitter. I actually was talking to one today and I told them both my kids names and she was like, oh, my gosh, those are, are just delightful names. It's like, thank you. <laughs> I would like I would like people to have that as the reaction, not uh, how many wiser in that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, I tell you, I, I, I just don't get it, really. Like, and that to me is just like, that feels like a cry for attention, right? Yes. 
that that feels like where you're like, I want attention on me, so I'm going to name my kid the weirdest fucking thing I can do, so I can like try to boast about it and like. You're you're using your kid to stand out. You're already using your child. Yeah, pretty much. That's bad. Ugh. Disgusts yeah. me. <sighs> yeah. So. I mean, my my wife already wants to change our daughter's middle name. So. Why not? I'm like, why? Yeah, she wants to change it to Louise. Because she's of exactly Bob's like. <laughs> yes. Nice. She's exactly like her. She hmm. wanted to do it originally, and I was like, I don't like. I, I don't get me wrong. I love Bob's Burgers. Love it, but I'm like, yeah. I don't know, like I don't know, just but then she's like kind of like almost convinced me, but I'm like, I'm not paying $150 to have our daughter's middle name changed. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, honestly, like just leave that up to her when she gets old enough, you know? Yeah. Be like, if you want to do it, here's how you do it. Um, but otherwise, like, you don't have to, you know, let, let your kid decide their own fucking life, you know, like you're already going to do enough emotional damage anyways, just by, by being their parents, like just, (laughs) yeah. Fuck you too, Troy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, also, uh, to, to those of you listening, this is how far we will go to not talk about WWE. Yeah, this is kind of uh, what's going to be happening now on this show, because we we tried for a long time, and it became such a slog for us to like have to come up with goods and bads about the fucks that we kind of just retired that and, and went to a little bit more of this, of kind of just talking to you guys, or talking to each other, really. Um, because this is fun for us. I hope it's fun for you guys. <laughs> I mean, more, more accurately, we had trouble coming up with goods. True. Um, yeah. And usually the other categories got filled in pretty well. It yeah, was constantly the same thing for goods on SmackDown every single fucking week. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was kind of the issue. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's... This is this is a good compromise, because we are still going to talk about wrestling, obviously. We're, oh, we're, uh, yeah. we're definitely going to be um, discussing um, the pay-per-view that's coming up. So... Uh, where you'll you'll still get all of that fun. You just don't get so much of us like having to like go out of our way to say nice things when we don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I live my life. No, it's not. It's not fun. I tell you. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually, uh, as 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 I'm sure you've already already heard, my my daughter is has having some issues right now. Um, we are, are currently going through uh, a little bit of pink eye with her, which hasn't been fun. Ooh, oh, uh, I don't know if uh, you ever tried to put uh, eye ointment into a four-year-old's eyes, but it oh, doesn't. God. It's it's not a fun morning. It's for sure. Oh my god! So yeah, occasionally she has now kind of woken up in the middle of the night and and not been very happy because you know her, her eyes. Now she's looking better today, but Saturday it is when it kind of started. So. Yeah. Um, it's been uh, not fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think a four-year-old, any four-year-old, would freak out if they open their eye. Well, tried to open their eye, and it's fucking basically stuck together. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of been the issue. So, yeah. No bueno. 
I should probably go through and uh, and unsubscribe to some of these subreddits. I tell you, I'm going. Uh, <laughs> are you still looking? For I'm still thing? looking. Um, I'm hoping uh, that they that they didn't uh, get shut down. I don't know why they would, but it's well. It's, while, while, while you're still searching, or if you want to quit, uh, you didn't get to comment on the passing of Paul Orndorff. So. Oh, um, I saw the video. Obviously, I I felt bad for it uh, for him. I felt bad for his family. Um, but like honestly, at this point, with how he he was kind of going through life, it's probably for the better that kind of his pain and suffering is over. Um, I don't have a lot of, um, a lot of memories of him because he was kind of at a, uh, time period before, you know, I really got into it. And, and he's sort of in that time period where like, um, I, I don't feel a lot of like need to go back and watch those kinds of things, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the old, old wrestling back in the day. Like I, I knew him obviously because I, I respect the, um, the history of wrestling and stuff like that. Um, but my, um, I would say that my, and, and it sucks because of this, but my like biggest memory of him is honestly the fact that I was in the WWE game. He was in there. And he was like one of my best guys that I would use. So I was like, he was <laughs> like my go-to person in, in in battles and stuff like that. So it's like that, you know, it's kind of a bummer that that's what I remember on it. But and also, yeah. is, you know, it is what it is. So well, it was before you. He was probably before your time. Yeah, he was very much was, before my time. So, yeah. but no, like like I, I said this to John, like his physique was exactly what they looked for back in the day in those times. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's what it was. Like, anyway, like I said, also you know, it's he's a good worker. He yeah. put asses in seats. He wanted, he wanted, he got people in there to have them see him get his ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> so what the business is about, though, right? Heels are the ones that bring people in because you want to see them get the shit kicked out of them. Yeah, and. <sighs> I mean, we talk about a lot today that a, a true heel is sort of a lost art. Um, and oftentimes what, what we see happen is the guys who are the true heels um, just get shit on so fucking much. And honestly, like the, the fans get worked. I mean, you look at Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is a true heel, you know. He's a guy who like, um, who I I like I mean, a lot of the times I'm not a big fan of the things he's in, but it's also kind of his character. And it's like he gets so much shit online. It's just like he's that's exactly what he's supposed to be doing. Like, you're not supposed to like him. You know, we talked about it before about like there's a big difference between the likable heel and a true heel. Like the Miz is a true heel, you know, is somebody that you're just like, God, you're a prick. I want to get you. I want to watch you get your fucking face punched in. Whereas like (laughs) where Roman Reigns is a guy who it's like. He's a great heel, but he's a likable heel, you know, because you just like what he's doing and you, you know, you you understand what he's doing. So well, I, I want to see Roman uh, lose. And I'll be honest. Yeah. But so at Mania, though, they weren't cheering him. They were booing him with the live crowd there. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's a good heel. Yeah. Because like, you want to see him lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, but and, and but but also at the same time, you want to give them their respect that WWE finally did what they should have been doing all along with him. Yeah, and I understand it, but it's it's a lot like you know, I mean, Triple H was the cool heel back in the day too, and people hated him. They booed him all the fucking time and stuff like that. You know, like I I hated him too, but also like you look back, you're like I understand what you're doing. You know, you are playing that role to perfection. You're doing a great job. Yep. You know, and and that's that I think is kind of lost is that fans sort of feel entitled now where it's like the people I like should always win and should always be front and center and like fuck everyone else. It's like then then what's the point of watching, dude? Like, you know, and there are obviously fans of I mean, there are people walking around wearing Roman Reigns T-shirts right now. You know, there are people who like the bad guy. You know, I mean, I was a Kevin Owens. I'm, I'm still a Kevin Owens fan. I don't want to make that seem like I'm not. Um, but when, you know, when he was a heel and he was like the, the biggest, you know, thing on the show and universal champion, like, like he was a cool heel, you know, where it was like, yeah, you're an asshole, you're a dick, but also like, you're really fucking funny. And you know, (laughs) you know, well, I, I think the problem with that is he got such a following on the indie scene that it, that's, that's another problem nowadays is these guys get a huge following in the indie scene, so when they come into WWE, they get cheered whether mm-hmm. they're heel or a baby. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna have that problem, but at the same time, I mean, as long as they're getting reactions, that's all they want. That's yeah. All they want. Well, and that's the same issue that you that you have everywhere. I mean, you know, AEW yeah. constantly brings in independent guys, and it's like some of them are supposed to play bad guys and like because people are so excited to see them you know on on a big stage like that they fucking pop for them you know and it's like they a lot of times they have to find a way to to work the crowd over to the side and that's when when it's done right it's great you know mm-hmm. but uh yeah oftentimes like you you see it a lot wb sometimes just give up and be like find their faces you know <laughs> you know you, you know who you know who played it um it, somewhat recent memory seth rollins yeah when he joined triple h when he when he broke up when he turned his back on the shield great example of like oh fuck this guy mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah oh like there was I, uh, yeah god i enjoyed uh daniel bryan's uh most recent heel run when he was oh, the planet's uh, champion. captain planet yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that i mean part of it is just because like uh, Vince really likes uh, to frame environmentalists as heels, but yeah. um, but I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed what he did with that. Yeah, and that, and that's difficult too because he's another guy where it's like I don't want to boo you because you lost like three years of your career to injuries and like years. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it's the same uh, same situation with like Roman Reigns and I was like, dude, you beat cancer. But like, man, I don't like you right now. <laughs> it's like I don't like twice. I, yeah, it's like I don't want to. And that's the thing too is you know when you you'll hear these guys on like podcasts and stuff like that when they're themselves, and you're like, gosh, you're a really good dude. But like, <laughs> man, do you play like 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 I said with Baron Corbin, he plays such a perfect dick, but he is a legit good dude. You know, <laughs> you're like, you know, I mean, good on the subject of Baron Corbin. Somehow, over the past, like, month and a half, I find myself rooting for Baron Corbin. And it's the weirdest feeling. Mm-hmm. Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> I'm just like... Like, regardless of what you think of, like, his storylines, he's a guy who 
seems to put all of the effort into whatever crap they're giving him in a, in any moment. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the reason uh, the constable stuff got old wasn't because he wasn't trying. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Ginger's that same way, too. Like, Ginger tries. You know, he, he does. Uh, he, he tries a lot. He's a, I don't know that he has it. You know, that kind of it factor to him. And I think that's detrimental to him. But, um, yeah, and, and it's it's the same thing where it's like, um, yeah, I mean, obviously you're going to have good guys that people aren't going to like, too. I mean, you look at, um, you know, people have turned on Drew already, you know, and they've... I fucking turned on Ricochet. Yeah, Ricochet's been kind of a... His, his booking has just been, let me see how many times I can fucking lose matches in a stupid way. <laughs> the last month, like, every time he's had a mic, I've wanted somebody to kick his ass. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you, you're going to get that sometimes, you know, and, and, but it's, that's kind of what makes it fun, you know, like, but, and, and I guess I would be a little more okay with it, uh, except for the fact that so much fan interaction now just turns into like you getting shit on because you don't like, uh, you know, something. Um, yes, David K, it is name nerds, uh, the subreddit I was looking for, uh, which has a bunch of, uh, yeah. Um Yeah. So, um but this this went a long way away from where we started. But uh <laughs> yeah, so uh condolences to uh, Paul Orndorff's family and um yeah, it's uh, he's uh, it was it was unfortunate obviously that Raw was pre-taped because then they weren't able to do, you know, any of their normal things that they do for it, but I'm pretty sure that uh, this Friday we'll see, you know, um at least a, a like in memory of Black for him because he was obviously important for them. He's a Hall of Famer for them. So, oh yeah. Um. So this past Friday, um, because of the fact that we, you know, fired a ton of the female talent, uh, we get two new people who showed up on SmackDown. Uh, Tegan Knox, which was great to see, and uh, Shotzi Blackheart. And quickly, people noticed they're only calling her Shotzi. They're not. They're not calling her by her last name at all. I'm fine with that. For the record, this is so. This is the thing that that um, I I get eaten up for because I I get called a fucking fed shill and stuff like that because I, and it's not me defending it. It's like people people right away are like, oh, there's fucking WWE shortening people's names again. Like, okay. Yes, but if you look at the grand scheme of things, every company has one name people. Like, look at fucking AEW has Trent and Miro. Uh, you know, um, Impact has Diener and Heath. And New Japan has Evil and Kenta. And you've got Bandito and Homicide and Rush and Dega. Like, Julia, like, there's a ton of people in wrestling that only have one name, you know? It's not just WWE, and most of the time, like, most people weren't calling her Shotzi Blackheart. Most of the time, it was just Shotzi, you know? Shotzi, yeah. So, it's, it is, it is not that big of a deal. And, like, everyone, everyone talks about how much they love Cesaro right now. Is anyone pissed off anymore that he used to be called Antonio? No! (laughs) You all know him as Cesaro now. For me, I feel like it depends on the quality of the name that remains. Yeah. Like, 
if if they just decided to call Tegan Knox Knox, I think that's shitty. Right. Yeah. But but Shotzi works. <laughs> Shotzi works. But, but like they were referring to her as Tegan Knox on commentary. So yes. It feels like the the tag team name is Shotzi and Knox, but Tegan is still Tegan Knox. Yes. Yeah. If you if you if you oh. look at her profile, her name is still Tegan Knox. Yep. So okay. like. It's this weird thing where they they seem to have officially shortened Shotzi's name, but mm-hmm. her name is just shortened in the team name. Well, and I think that the 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 whole the whole thing with her having the last name of Blackheart is kind of twofold. One, I mean, when she was down in NXT, you literally had a guy who said who is like, "I'm Tommaso the Blackheart Champa," you know, like that was his yeah. kind of gimmick. And when you get up to the main roster, you're like, "Well." They're kind of like they've got the Heartbreak Kid and they've got Bret Hart and the Heart Foundation and Natalia Neidhart. Like there, there's a lot of that running around already. So like, why, mm-hmm. why muddy that even more with a last name that barely ever gets used? You know? Yeah. And we were just talking about Ricochet. He's not Ricochet Ravit or uh, like uh, Rodriguez or something like that. He's just Ricochet. Like it's it's okay. And nobody shortened his name. That's always been his name. <laughs> You know, I mean, well, he was Prince Fumo for a little bit, but he was Ricochet on the Independence too. So, it's it, it is it's it's weird that you get these people that like right away jump on it and it's just like, oh, they're shortening. His name. Like Matt Riddle talked about the fact that he's like, everyone just calls me Riddle anyways. So yeah, let's just call me Riddle. Yeah, like there's no reason for me to be Matt Riddle. You know. Uh, I think they should have kept Matt Riddle, but the, the thing the thing is, you eventually get used to it. Mm-hmm. Like I fucking hated yeah. Ivar. Right. When, but but now it's just like he's Ivar. Like you know, at least for me, because I don't have the background that uh, most of the network has in terms of like you know knowing those characters as right. well as they do. But like you know, I just like I thought I thought it was a really dumb dumb change, especially like with the original team name being like you know the Viking Experience, which was you know <laughs> oh, sounded yeah. sound like a fucking theme park ride. But, right. Yeah, but, I mean the yeah. Now I've gotten to the point where I just kind of hear it and it's like, yeah, it's Eric and Ivar. That's fine. Yeah, but Eric was the only one that I ever had an issue with because Ivar was yeah. original enough. But Eric, it's like, well, at the time they had two other guys named Eric on the roster, and they've sent you know cut those guys. But like, you could have easily called him Eric Rowe, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, like Elias. Do anyone even remember what his original name was? Did it start with an S? Yeah, it did. Samson? Yeah, he was Elias Samson. I want to talk to Samson. Yeah, and, and nobody fucking remembers that because it's you know, you got used to it and it doesn't matter. Um technically, even before he came to WWE, Seamus was Seamus Osana O'Shaughnessy. As I fucking say that, it. That's one that is improved by shortening. Yeah, exactly. Like, he doesn't need it. He could just be Seamus, you know? Um, I know a lot of people are talking about uh, fucking, you know, do drop some weight or stuff like that. But, like, that's a storyline thing. She's, she's either what's going to happen is when she breaks off from Eve Marie, she's going to be like, my name is Piper Niven or whatever name they come up with. Or they're gonna fucking shortage you that shit and be like, now nah, I'm gonna fucking, I'm, I'm proud to be a do drop, you know? But it's a it's a fucking storyline thing, you know. Like they changed her name for storyline because they have already shown you that like even Marie that doesn't know her name is just calling her that, you know. But you know, like, does Naomi need a last name, or can she just be Naomi? Go ahead. Uh, she can get the fuck Marie. off my TV. That's what she can do. 
Eva Marie was awful in that fucking uh, Alexis Playground uh, segment. <sighs> yeah. Like, she she can't wrestle, so, like, the least she could do is not be a terrible promo. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen worse. That's true. A lot that's worse. all she's bringing. Yeah. Well, she's there for mouthpiece. She's not in there to work. Well, she's right. definitely doing something with her but, mouth. <laughs> um, I don't know. I am. Um, yeah. I'm sort of low key back on board with Alexa now that they've cut out most of the supernatural stuff. Oh, it's coming. Wait yeah. till money in the bank, baby. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll be pissed again. But for the that, moment. That briefcase is getting pulled down by her superpowers. Oh, I hope not. Um, I, feel, I, I feel like they're ditching that stuff just because they realize, oh, we're about to have fans in the crowd again, and it's going to be really hard to pull the shit off. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. So, um, speaking of, of, uh, of names, I was just looking, looking through really quickly, and I remembered that, well, first of all, the Big E was Biggie Langston for a while. Yeah. Um, but I also remember about the fact that uh, Otis still exists. And that, again, is fine that he's not Otis Dosevich. Like, that was kind of a dumb name anyways. So, <laughs> um, But even, like, Natalia and Tamina are called Natalia and Tamina unless they want to talk about their patronage. Then it's Tamina Snuka and Natalia Neidhart. But typically, they're only referred to as those names. So... Tucker. Well, Tucker is fired. Oh, his partner. Yeah, fired. <laughs> but yeah, he was like the same. I need, to, uh, I need to go back and correct myself. Uh, there was a point where we were, when Tamina was starting to get pushed again, where I said, she can throw a super kick. And uh, <laughs> after watching SmackDown, I retract that lukewarm praise that I gave her. Because mm-hmm. uh, apparently she can't even fucking do that at this point. Yeah. Oh. That that match should have been pretty okay, and she was fucking atrocious. Yeah, it's not great. Nope. Uh, speaking of uh, terrible people, we did find out via Twitter that Natalia was getting inserted into the Money in the Skank ladder match. Um, because when you're on Raw, you have to earn your shots. When you're on SmackDown, you just get announced on Twitter. <laughs> it's because SmackDown has like four women in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty much like, well, well, we don't have anyone for you to fight. So I guess you're in. Um, Unless uh, you're Liv Morgan, then you have to fight everyone else and then you get in. That's true. That's true. Um, so as of right now, we are still missing a person for the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, general idea there would be that it is somebody on SmackDown, but. Might be Tony Storm. Could be Tony Storm, could be Tegan Knox, could be Shotzi, could be fucking uh, Sony Deville inserting herself into the match. Uh, could, could be Sasha Banks. Could be Sasha Banks, who's still a SmackDown <laughs> superstar. Uh, could be Becky Lynch if she decides to go over to SmackDown. Well, I guess it wouldn't really matter because they can choose to go to whatever show once they cash in. But, um, yeah. And obviously, yeah, there are they, other people that can be in there. Go ahead. Yeah, they, they got to fill that hole with Bailey's injury. Well, as of right now, they uh, they moved 
Carmella out of the women's money in the bank and put Thank her God. and put her this Friday in a match against Bianca for the championship. So they're, it sounds like they're not going to have the SmackDown women's championship defended, which to me is kind of like, well, now you've sort of choreographed it that we're not going to have a cash in them. <laughs> right. Cause she's not going to be there. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm, I, honestly, I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, obviously there is still a chance that uh, that Dewdrop gets put in as the mystery person over there, even if they are on, you know, the the other show, uh, because I think a lot of us have been kind of fantasy booking it as her winning the case for Eva Marie, or at least attempting to, mm-hmm. uh, and get, and being the catalyst. But it's like, well, she's not in the match, so not sure how that works. But again, then again, I mean, fucking Brock Lesnar wasn't in the match and he won it, so. Oh God. <sighs> That's right. Um, <laughs> I had to bring that up, huh? Hey, you know. Uh, by the way, did you did you happen to see him? He actually did make an appearance, uh, not on WWE, but uh, um, Lesnar was what are they called? Chopping the, up some meat. Yeah, he was butchering. What is the fucking name of that that show? Um, Bearded Butchers. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know it was a show. What is it? The Bearded Butchers. Huh. Uh, it's a promo for uh, for a company, is what it, was, it is. Um, huh. But uh, he not only had a beard, but he also had a fucking ponytail on top of his head uh, with the sides and back hmm. shaved. So it was a very interesting look for, <laughs> for him. But, uh, yeah, apparently... Yeah, but it left a lot of people questioning uh, because the thing that we had seen the most, I'll I'll help you out, buddy. Here, just look at your screen. Um, He did this commercial in Ohio, and I think a lot of us were thinking, uh, wait a second, I thought he was up in Canada this whole time (laughs) Mm -hmm. and kind of hiding out from everything, so... Uh, yeah, you can you can go online and you can actually watch the uh, um, the video. You can go to Twitter underscore bearded butcher, uh, and yeah, you can watch uh, him cut up a cow. It looks like and his new look uh, and get really red in the face. One of these pictures where the this one <laughs> the fucking where he's cutting the meat. Uh huh. He looks like he's trying to cut up a body and he just got caught. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who shit? It's it's Brock. What do you expect? So yeah. So obviously that led to people being like, well, we haven't seen him in forever. So is is he coming back soon? And I would assume so. You know, we got live crowds oh, yeah. coming back. That um, yeah. This is actually um, we we have seen the last Thunderdome episode. So we are going live on the road again on Friday. So. Yeah, I mean, that, that was his whole thing, is he didn't want to work in front of no crowd because, you know, he's a businessman, and he goes, what's the fucking point? If you're not going to, you're not you're not making any money off of that at all, so, you know. I was going to say, he's, he's all about the money and making yeah. money. Like they, Yeah, that's the thing, it's like, well, WWE is not going to make money off of fluctuations in, in TV ratings, because, nope. by the way, mm-hmm. that's not a thing. Fluctuations in TV ratings only affect the network. And the the amount of money that a a show makes is based on their deal that they signed up front. 
Um, and they're not going to make any money off of pay-per-view numbers because it's all on Peacock now, and they've already sold off of that. So, yeah, so for him, it's you, the money that you're going to make is off of the live gate of the people coming in. And if there's nobody coming in, then why bother? So, which I fully understand. No point. They're, they're, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, at any point in time in a wrestling ring, you're one mistake away from ending your career. So why do it in front of nobody, right? <laughs> yeah, so I, I I could I'd say if we were gonna see him, I don't see I don't think we see him in at Money in the Bank, but what the next pay per view SummerSlam, correct? Yep. I could see him coming back for that and having SummerSlam be his return match. Yeah. So my my favorite thing that I saw and we talk a lot about wrestling journalism and, and how it's kind of idiotic. It was the speculation on when John Cena would make his return to WWE. <laughs> and I saw was like, well, um, you know, it, it, it could be this week or it'll it'll potentially be next week. It's like, well, it's not going to be this Friday for <laughs> obvious reasons. And it would make total sense for it to be next week because that's the first episode that is after the pay-per-view where they're going to start building to SummerSlam. That's not journalism. Like That's taking information that, of course, if he is going to be at SummerSlam, he's going to have to show up eventually and going, yeah, I can extrapolate it that, well, we haven't seen him so far, so I guess it's one of the next two weeks. Or not. That's not journalism. <laughs> That's guess. That's guessing. Like that's that's how Dave Meltzer works. He's like I said, he's the crossing of John Edwards of of journalism. That's fucking milking your fans for your whatever the fuck he charges. Yeah, like that's nonsense. Yeah, that was the thing. Was um, I, I I'm gonna show my age again, but um, <laughs> there there was a show on. That's what I keep referencing as crossing over with John Edwards. And he was a, a quote-unquote psychic. And what he would do is he'd get in this room. And there'd be a bunch of people around him. And he'd go, I'm getting a name. And it uh, it starts with an N. And what he would do is he's scanning the crowd and he's watching for reactions. Yep. So as soon as somebody like per- perks up, it's, I'm, I'm feeling drawn over to you. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting that uh, that they're like a, a father figure. And it's like, oh, my grandpa. Oh yeah, yeah, your your oh okay, your grandpa's. And it's like they're just filling in information, and you know, like it's that's what's happening with it. It's like yeah, that's what it feels like with Meltzer. Is he's, he's like he gets like a little bit of information, or he just watches the show and goes, oh well, you know, it was this thing like. His big thing, was, uh, the, the one I saw was like, oh, Tegan Knox and Shotsky are official call-ups. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, if you would have said last week, like, these two are getting called up, expect, to them, expect for them to debut, that's reporting. After the fact, being like, they're official call-ups, that's you just reporting what everyone already knows. Like, of course they're official call-ups. They showed up on the show and they talked about how they're here to sh- like. Yes, clearly it's not a one-off. Like that's like that's the thing that annoys me. Where it's just like, oh my god, and people eat it up and they fucking repost the stuff. Like, oh, it's official now that they're like, no, it's not official now because he says it. He's just pointing out the obvious, and you're just 
eating that shit up. I don't get it. <laughs> Spoon feeding it. Yeah. KT says Ricochet is becoming the new Shane McMahon with What Can I Jump Off This Week? That's true. Yep. All I can think of during his match this past week. <sighs> it's so annoying. Yep. <clears throat> uh, you know, I, I I like Buttfingerer, but, you know, like, honestly, yeah, they, they need to figure something out with him. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> this ain't this ain't it. Like, I'm glad that he's getting time to to showcase, you know, what he can do. Yeah. But it's like the number of times that he has like caused himself to get DQ, not DQ, but counted out because he's done some big fucking move. It's like that just makes you look stupid. Like, <laughs> and then of course for to this week to be like, all right, well. It's going to be a no count on match, so I can do something stupid and not get counted out. It's like the fact that it took you that long to figure out that <laughs> that's what you'd have to do. And well, you see, he had to get Morrison to agree to the stipulation. That's why. That's just yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I said, good on him that he's being used again, and and he's yeah. going to be a big part of of the Money in the Bank ladder match. He's going to do something stupid there too. You know he is. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, good. Well, stink finger. We barely knew you. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, anyone have anything else that they wanted to uh, uh, to talk about before we get into our predictions? Uh, pretty funny moment where Doc Hendricks is getting off an elevator while Seth is doing his after match interview. Did you catch that? No, I don't like Doc Hendricks. <laughs> So Seth is uh, doing the interview where he's like, yes, he's celebrating after that commercial break, whatever the fuck it was. And you just see Doc Henderson in the back. The elevator door opens up. He's got his fucking white top hat on. He just get, looks at the camera almost like, um, who was it, Hawk back in the day? Where he's like, oh, shit, and then ducks away. Nice. Pretty fucking funny. Uh, they definitely teased Edge versus Seth for SummerSlam. That's gonna be good. Uh, what the fuck was it? Um, uh, fuck, where is it? Oh, the blade job on SmackDown. So when Cesaro picked Rollins up for the power bomb, or was it? Did yeah, picked him up for the power bomb. You could see Cesaro's hand cuffed like this instead of, like, grabbing onto him. Uh, and then the blade job was... I, I was surprised that they would do a blade job. Because there was no fucking way that was hard way. As soon as he went like this with his finger, he had the blade on his thumb. Okay. He probably got fined for it. Most likely. I, th- I believe that's the case, is they're still finding people unless for it. Unless they allowed it. Unless they allowed it. Because, in the, and another weird thing was, Charles Robinson didn't put gloves on. Huh. Are you sure that's that it was a, thing that are I you sure it was a blade job, or, or do you think maybe no, that he... Well, it, it increasingly got worse as the match went on. Oh, maybe, he, maybe he had, like, a squib under there. <laughs> did, it, did his forehead increase in size at any point? <laughs> Not that I noticed, but I mean, no, there's, but I, I just thought that was a weird thing that the ref didn't put gloves on. 
Yeah. That was the only weird thing that's uh, that stood out to me, and the fact that they allowed a blade job. Well, gotta so get I, gotta get edgy, gotta get them ratings. <laughs> gotta get that demo, yo. That's right. Um, and last but not least, Riddle saying his favorite western is Toy Story Two. <laughs> Again, if we if we were still doing our old segment, Riddle would be uh, everyone's good consistently. Yep. He's been he's been really good. Um, speaking of him, uh, Candy Carberry dropped her lawsuit against him. Yep. Uh, people uh, immediately were like, "Oh, that means settlement." No, she dropped her lawsuit. If it was I a know, settlement, like, they would have said they have settled out settled of court. Out of court. <laughs> the oh fact that they God. said she dropped it meant. She dropped it. She got no money out of it. I saw when I when I first saw the news break today, and I'm reading comments and shit. And it was like, oh, WWE paid him. It's like, no, 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 they didn't. Mm-hmm. There was no money involved in the ending of this. Yeah, you dipshits. Either either she turned around and said, "This is going to cost me a ton of money, and I'm not going to get anything anyways," or her lawyer said, "Your story." Can't be corroborated by anybody. It keeps changing, and there's no case here. Yeah. What? It was one of those two things. Doesn't mean he is innocent. Doesn't mean that that she was she was lying. No. What it means is that it's going to go away now, and it's it's just going to be something that happened in the past, and everyone's going to move on. Not the fans online, but nope. <laughs> the parties involved are moving on. She obviously is is going to try to. You know, to get her life back together. Riddle's doing fine for himself. He's fine. Um, he already already had said, you know, I didn't do any of the things that she's saying. I brought it to the attention of the office. They fucking blocked her from coming in the building and shit like that. Like, yeah, there's. Um, I think most of us on here have just have talked about the fact that we we believed that because of her story continued to change because of the fact that. You know, there was nobody else coming forward and, and corroborating it that we were like, ah, it doesn't seem like it happened. Could it have, or at least some version of it, probably? And it and it is. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle, where uh, there was a miscommunication between the two of them, you know, and it was a, a long running affair and it ended ugly. So, but that 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 seems like the most likely outcome to me yeah. is that like, you know, they're like were probably legitimate like hurt feelings involved but like Mm -hmm. you know also it's a situation where sometimes when things get messy it just you see things through a different lens than you should be or what have you yeah you know there's uh, um uh right now there's a baseball player trevor bauer that is going through some stuff and uh his situation is that uh, um you know a woman had claimed that uh that he had you know, knocked her unconscious and raped her. And his defense was that, like, oh, no, I've got all these texts saying that she, she, you know, likes it rough and she wanted to be choked over that. Yeah, there's a big difference between somebody liking it rough and, and, and getting choked over that and you knocking someone out and just being like, whatever, and continue to go. That's not <laughs> I cool. I laugh, but the way you just put that was... Yeah. <laughs> whatever. You, yeah, it's... Yeah, you lo- the you details lo- of that are fucking gross. Yeah, and like, like I said, you you no longer can consent or cannot consent when you are unfucking conscious. So yeah, like you, you by definition, you raped her. You know, um, but if if it was a case of oh, you left some marks on my neck, but we had this conversation before, 
then I can see it being like, okay, well, you know, it, it, things maybe got a little bit of out of hand, but they were still well within everything. But no, this was not the case. Like, you knocked her unconscious, dude. Like, you fucking, but like, you need to, you need to understand. There's a, there's a big difference between punching someone in the face <laughs> and knocking <laughs> them unconscious and doing a little S and M. Like, typically, both parties are still conscious the entire time while you're doing it. You know, uh, so yeah, it's. Like I said, that kind of situation. I mean, uh, there there are some that are pretty clear cut on things, and there are other things that are a little bit more gray. And I think the the Matt Riddle Candy Cartwright situation was a little more gray, but also um, potentially blown a little bit more out of proportion, considering um, you know what who was involved and everything in like that. So. But yeah, I think we'll move on from there. Uh, so I did see. Um, a, a lovely tweet from from Kurt Angle. Uh, spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't know what happened on this past weekend's UFC event. But uh, Conor McGregor, uh, in the the main event, broke his ankle in the middle of a match. Gruesome, fucking gruesome. Don't look at it if you don't want to. <laughs> but uh, Kurt Angle tweeted out. So Conor McGregor broke his freaking ankle this past weekend. Big deal. I break my ankle all the time. I broke my ankle this morning, and I'm jumping around right now. I haven't won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> Just fabulous trolling. <laughs> I love the idea of I break my ankle all the time, of that just being something <laughs> that comes out of his mouth. Like, oh, no, right, fucking, I, happens to me all the time. Fucking broken right now. I'm still walking. Like, yeah. That's that sucked because that match. Uh, look, I don't like Conor McGregor. I think he's a piece of shit. Um, but uh, but he does put on a good show, and he is he is a good heel for the UFC. Uh, and I was bummed that uh, match ended that way because I wanted to see him get knocked the fuck out. I didn't want to see it end on him breaking his ankle because then he's got the ability to say, "Oh, I didn't get beat. Uh, you know, the doctor prevented me from it." No, no, I wanted to see him get beat. Uh, I was uh, one more thing I apologize I was surprised to see something on Smackdown Um, Big E wearing a Bailey Mm t-shirt oh yeah that was weird also apparently wearing like a child's Bailey (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt that's not not as surprising when you're that big you go a size under to make yourself look even bigger that's true it's, it gets you nice and vascular. Uh, th- th- there's no Same way they, they, they had to cut that off of him afterwards, right? Right. Yeah, I imagine. It's, <laughs> I imagine he just flexes and it just flies off. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, we kind of didn't discuss that. Do we? Do, do we know exactly what happened and what she tore or broke? Yeah. Um. So everyone describes it as a freak accident, but um, they were they were doing some training to get ready to go back on the road. Um, and, um, yeah, I guess during one of their drills they were running, just a freak accident, just stepping the wrong way or something, uh, wound up tearing her ACL. So um, now, obviously, that, that caused a uh, known piece of shit, Brian Alvarez, to discuss how nobody should do any training at all, apparently, or do any kind of things. Well, see, uh, Mr. Alvarez, that is the difference between why she is a world-renowned wrestler and you're not. 
because you didn't practice and you quit. And she continues to practice and she's a multi-time world champion. So, yeah. um, Also, I didn't hear you making those same uh, issues when Chris Statlander tore her ACL while she was training and practicing. Also, uh, 69, Uh nice percentage of uh, all sports-related injuries happen during practice. So the majority of injuries happen during practice, not during games. Practice. It's practice. We talk of practice. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it's fucking just... And this is the thing, too. He has doubled down on it, too. Which is the annoying thing, because people were like, well, if this would have happened during a match, you wouldn't have had to sing. And you go, well, it didn't happen during a match. It happened during practice. Like, just arguing like a fucking petulant child of just like just, was she training or like like lifting weights or was it like no, no, they exercising were, or was, running drills running running in ring drills yep okay. so alvarez that's exactly why <laughs> you did not make it because you never stopped fucking training you idiot that that is exactly what i knew you were going to say when we brought when we talked about this was that yeah as as a, like, do you think um, that Tom Brady doesn't go to practices or doesn't work off in the off season? Guarantee he, he does. He opts out of. Yes, but he's still working out, right? <laughs> he's a, he may not he may not be doing the 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 early camp drills, but he is doing the practices throughout the entire season. Oh, he's yeah. not sitting practices out and just being like, I don't need that, you know? Because and the thing is, oh, God, sorry. Oh, I just was going to say, like, it, it's practice and, and, and in wrestling, too, is not only just for you, it's for the people that you're working with, too. Right. Because you you, you can't wrestle a match by yourself. So if, if if there was most likely that she was paired up with Bianca Belair or somebody, you know, that, that they knew she was going to work with for a little bit so they could get more on, on page, page with each other. Yeah. You keep practicing. And yeah. Sometimes things happen, and like I said, sixty-nine percent of fucking all sports injuries happen during practice. It's just God, he's it's, such a piece of shit. But those, but that information just—it doesn't fit his narrative. It doesn't fit his WWE is bad narrative. So fuck it, dude. Like I, I like, and that's another thing. Like he, he thinks he knows everything that goes on in the business when in reality. That dude doesn't know a fucking thing. He learned everything from his fucking buddy over there. And that dude doesn't know shit either. Have you ever watched one of his matches? No, I don't want to die in my sleep. He he was terrible. There's there's, was. there's a reason why he, he quit wrestling. Because he doesn't. Uh, Sal has come in on the side. Oh, what's up, Sal? First he asked, is it Marvel Night at Rundown Studios? Apparently. <laughs> um... <laughs> that's that's a joke for anyone watching on Twitch. Um, he also says that Freak Accent was a terrible finisher, but not a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> and then did the practice. We talk about practice. And then said Alvarez is like a younger Jim Cornette. Uh, also, yeah, I, I would agree with that. He does seem okay. to be kind of a younger Jim Cornette. Um, maybe a little less racist, but a little bit more sexist. And he also says they haven't been able to practice matches at house shows the past year and a half. Correct. They have not been able to do any of their normal stuff that they do, where they would work house house shows to build up matches. So, yeah, 
that was a thing is when they were when they were doing this you know working in the thunderdome and stuff like that and with covid they weren't going to a lot of group practices because they were trying to socially distance and they were limiting the people and so so they were only working once a week whereas now that they're going to be back on the road they're going to be working two or three times a week so yeah you want to get yourself limbered up and strengthen up your tenants and stuff like that so they don't snap like that ironically uh, <clears throat> and, and another sports related thing the thing is with WWE there's really no I hate to use their quote there's no off season for yeah. wrestling but there really isn't no like you can take time off but some people don't take time off for a few fucking years like yeah. especially uh, uh, Bailey I mean we, we were kind of talking about this in the text message her last injury was in NXT, mm-hmm. and she and since then she's pretty much been on the go. Yeah, like she might have taken a couple weeks off, but nothing extensive. Right, like that shit wears on your fucking body, and unfortunately, it's during her prime point of her heel character work. And oh, we're just gonna have to find out what happens when she comes back. Either she stays heel, which I hope she does, or she goes back to Buddy Bailey. Yeah. So in in a in a comparison, um, so looking at uh, just the the calendar year of 2021, right? Um, okay. So looking back from January 2021 to now, so that's seven months. Bailey has worked 12 matches in that time. Okay. And not worked anything else because of the pandemic. Whereas I will say somebody like uh, let's pick Jungle Boy from AEW. Has worked 29 matches during that time period because he's able to work dark and all these other things. He's able to do all these other different things in front of the crowd and stuff like that. So, yeah, there is a difference. And only working 12 matches in a year's time is like, yeah, you, you're going to have to start getting fucking back up to, you know, to, to snuff on things. Whereas, I mean... You look at, in 2019, she worked 137 matches. In 2020, when we were going through the pandemic, 52. Half of the amount of matches because we lost house shows. And now, in this half of the year, only 12. She was on pace to have only 24 matches this year. If we would have continued to be in a Thunderdome the entire time. So yeah, it makes mm-hmm. sense that they would turn around and say, okay, let's... Let's get everyone in here and let's just run some drills and let's make sure we kind of knock off the rust and and build ourselves back up again. That makes total fucking sense. And everyone does it, except for Baron Alvarez, because the thing that he does is sits there and jerks off to fucking pictures of of Yuka Sakazaki and goes and does a fucking talk show. He's He's not in the ring anymore. Like, I'm not in the ring either, but I at least understand that, like, if I wanted to be a full time wrestler, I'm probably working out every day, you know? It's not going to happen. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening. But, yeah, and, uh, I mean, that, that unfortunately, that kind of happened with me. When, when I started training, uh, I was a year or two years. A year or two years. I can't fucking remember because I've gotten too riddled too many times. <laughs> a year or two years before <laughs> I wrestled my first match in front of a crowd. You never stop learning, ever. And then 
I mean, that I it would be it was another year after that before I worked another match in front of another crowd. Like you constantly train. I was training four or five times a week. Like that's it's what you do. It's how you come up with new stuff. It's yeah. how you you keep in ring shape. That's how you learn techniques of other people that you're going to be working with. Alvarez is just a piece of fucking shit that doesn't understand how the business works and thinks everything should be given to him. Right. When in reality, you don't deserve shit, especially the twelve ninety nine from your subscribers. There's a reason why this piece of shit still has this fucking picture of him in the ring. From like Dude, fucking. Like how old is that fucking picture? For right. Sake? Yeah. And he still lists himself as a pro wrestler in his fucking Twitter viral. Like, yeah, that makes you a fucking loser. How how long ago was he done? Let's see. Let's see this dipshit. I also like the fact that his cage was rating is 5.77. That's great. Uh, he had... Should be minus five stars. Yeah. So he's had 70 matches in his career. Okay. Started in 1988. Um, he was gone in... 2001 came back in 2003 for like 10 matches was gone came back in 2007 and worked like sporadically was gone again in 2010 came back for one match in 2014 again it's like a at that point he was already doing the show and stuff like that and then he's worked a couple of matches in 2018 and 2019 which were obviously fucking bullshit matches but you're not a wrestler (laughs) No wonder why this dude sucks AEW's dick. Look who he worked. Yeah, he worked Marco Stunt, Jungle Boy, Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Like, unbelievable, man. Yeah. That's why. That's that's why that he's all buddy-buddy with them, because he worked with them. So, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Moving on. All right, let's get into this now. Um, unless you guys got anything else you want to say? Uh, uh, I just had a brief note, which is that uh, Rhea and Natalia was better than I expected it to be because Natalia was in the match, and I thought it was going to be terrible, but it was actually okay. Fair enough. Best part was when she got kicked in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say I did not enjoy like uh, during the uh, the other women's match the uh, Naomi stupid split pin thing. Yeah, oh, it was awful. Fucking terrible. Oh, okay. Speaking of Naomi, what the fuck is that new move that she is doing? It is terrible. It does absolutely nothing. Stop doing it. <laughs> that, that falls in line with most of her offense, though. That's true. But this, it literally does absolutely nothing. Yeah. Nothing. She, yeah. yeah that's, but give her a chance, guys. <laughs> yep. Give Naomi a chance to waste another opportunity. All right. Hashtag too many fucking chances. All right. Why the fuck is she in that match? Like, <laughs> Hashtag call an Uber. <laughs> w- wouldn't it make more sense for fucking uh, uh, Dewdrop to be in that match to potentially win win it for Eva than Naomi to be in there? Yes, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think Naomi's just in there because they wanted kind of a more veteran presence. Um, and they can kind of they, they, there's a storyline there that they can use. But yeah, they've got Oscar. Yeah, they do. But Asuka's insane. So. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm see, fine with that. Yeah, see, at least Asuka will do something entertaining. I don't, I don't think Naomi's going to do that. The only thing that Naomi might do is she might fucking, like, do the splits over the top of a ladder or something like that and fucking ping her vagina off of a, a ring or something like that. But, yeah, like, yeah, I'm with you. She doesn't, it doesn't make sense for her to be there. Um, but all of you at home right now can go to rundownwrestling.com and you can make your money in the bank predictions. If you are like our gentleman on the side here, um, Sal says that Junior's mic is echoing like a motherfucker. I don't know how to, what to do about that. I, I'm not sure why it does that because it's only him. It doesn't sound that way in my ears, so I don't know. Um, but you can go to runnerwrestling.com if you are listening to us live over on Twitch. Uh, you can go to the announce the top thing if you are listening to this after the fact. It'll be right below this episode. The Money in the Bank predictions, you can see uh, Bianca Belair on the cover and a show that she's not booked for. <laughs> Go ahead and put your name in there on whatever you want me to call you uh, when we do our predictions next week, or our, our, uh, when we explain our predictions next week. And we're going to start off with the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, so, we have Rick O'Shea, John Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. Ginger, who you got? Uh, I'm torn between two people, uh, King Nakamura or Big E, but I think Big E's getting this one. Okay. John? Uh, I'm doing a weird thing with these predictions, which is I'm building my own narrative. (laughs) (laughs) Just like any other fan. Okay. Uh, uh, which is uh, which will reveal itself as we go over more of this, but I'm picking Seth Rollins. Okay, fair. Um, I don't want it to be Drew McIntyre. Um, oh, that would be the worst fucking. Well, actually, Ricochet could win, and I'd probably like that less. But fair enough. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the riddle. So okay, so we've we've made our picks. Let's talk about this now. Who? Do you least want to see win it, and who do you most want to see win it? Not who you think is going to win it, because we just did that. Who do you? Who would you be happiest for winning, and who would you be the most pissed off if they won it? John. Uh, I I would be most pissed off if Ricochet won it. Okay. Uh, just because I am very very much over his character, mm-hmm. which is ostensibly supposed to be someone I'm supposed to be rooting for. I think. Yeah. Um. And I honestly, I'd like to see what Kevin Owens would do with the briefcase. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, personally, I would love to see Kevin Owens win it. Um, I don't think he will. I think he's just there to do something crazy. Um, mm. I would be most pissed off about McIntyre winning it because yeah. it would just be like such a waste. And it's like, all right, we, this guy's McIntyre needs to be done with the world title scene for at least a little bit of time. En- yeah, enough yeah. time needs to pass, you know. Maybe, maybe wait until fucking uh, a rumble before we're sourced. We're thinking about him back in the, in the title scene. Ginger, who, uh, who would be your favorite? Who would be your least favorite? Honestly, because I, I really enjoy seeing Morrison win it because when he was re-signed, I was like, oh, that's gonna be fucking fantastic. And then they stuck him with huh. Inez. Mm-hmm. which I constantly complained about for like weeks on end 
with that. Uh, and least favorite, uh, he's he's my homeboy, but Drew, yeah. uh, put a new star, put put a new star on top, please. Get a new guy up there. It's a uh, it's interesting. Um, really, Ricochet is the only one that doesn't seem believable to win it. Like everyone else in this match, if they win it, you'd be like, that makes sense. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. I can see them, you know, pushing them and getting a, a championship win. Ricochet is the only one that kind of stands out there, which was the same way I felt last year with Otis, and then he won it. So. <laughs> 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 Thankfully, we don't have that. We don't really have a joke in it this year, you know. Yeah. So I will say that. Uh, I mean, hell yeah. of a lineup, I will say that. Yeah. Money or women's money in the bank. We've got Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Ass, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, and the yet to be named eighth member of this. Uh, Ginger, who do you have winning it? Who do I have winning it? Yeah. Uh, I'm going. I'm gonna go Liv Morgan. Okay. John. Uh, I'm also going Liv Morgan. If you can guarantee that that mystery person was Becky Lynch, that's where I'd be going. But right. Uh, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I and I'm I'm picking Liv more based on the fact that she's who I want to see win than anything else. But yeah, but they're they're pushing it with the with the. Uh, Storyline with her and uh, Sonia. Fucking thank you, Sonia, as a <laughs> right, player. Right. So it, it would be an interesting uh, addition to the storyline between those two. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm. That's why I'm going Sonia because I feel like, or the mystery person because I think it's going to be Sonia um, because I feel like she's going to cost live the opportunity or that's going to be the last person up there before she gets it. And then they'll do kind of a mini feud between Liv and Sonya, you know, centered around the briefcase afterwards to kind of build up okay. Sonya. Um, that's see, that's me doing what John just did and making my own narrative. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, the person that I would most like to see to see win it is kind of a toss up between Liv and Sonya. Um, the absolute worst person who could win it is Natalia, of course. Um, see I'm gonna go with Naomi. <laughs> Naomi is another one that's that's right down there with it. See, there's there's a little bit more of an issue that, here, you know. That's the thing that I realized on Monday is I think I like Naomi less than I like Natalia, which is saying something. Yeah, it's, it's sad, but it's true. Um, and I don't particularly want uh, Zelina to win either. Not really. It doesn't really fit to me. Yeah, so Zelina is is talented, but. She never really struck me as like a, the centerpiece of a women's feud. You know? She's like talented in bursts. Like she can do <laughs> cool things, but like she can't like be good for an entire match. It seems like. Yeah. Now she can she can talk. She's she's really good on the mic. But yeah, in in ring, yeah, she's okay. She does a really nice Hurricane Rana, and then that's kind of about it. Uh, John, who would be your favorite? Did I do yours already? Did I ask you uh, that? I mean, I, I butted in and said Naomi would oh, be yeah. my least okay. favorite. Yeah. And okay. uh, the way I revealed who I was uh, uh, picking to win would indicate that Liv would be right. who I want to see win. Right. Ginger? Uh, I mean, I, there's two people that I'd enjoy seeing win this match. Uh, Liv or Nikki? Okay. Nikki was left off TV for so fucking long. 
And I, I understand that superhero gimmick. And I mean, they, they could do some decent things with the, the briefcase with Nikki Ash. But uh, uh, of the two, I mean, like I said, I think it's going to be Liv. But uh, the least, um, Naomi. Okay. Absolutely. Get yeah. her. Get, get her away, please. Fair. I think I'm with John. I think I hate, I dislike Naomi <laughs> more than I dislike Natalia. Fair. Uh, Sal says the worst would be Alexa. I, I'm not going with that because I think that there, I think there are different things they could do with that. Whereas with, with Naomi winning it or Natalia winning it, like there's only, like, you know, what's going to happen. Like Natalia is stupid enough where she would tell you exactly when she's, she's going to do like the John Cena where she's like, I'm going to cash in next week. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. Then we have the WWE Raw Women's Championship match. Rhea Ripley defends against Charlotte Flair. Uh, John? I'm picking Rhea Ripley. I don't know if that's the smart pick, but I don't know. I feel like she's eventually got to actually get a win over Charlotte. Okay. Uh, Ginger? Uh, Charlotte. Charlotte's one of them. Okay. The feud's been going on too long. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I've kind of gone back and forth this because I I kind of thought there was a chance that we do another Charlotte wins so she gets another title reign, but then somebody cashes in on them. But I think that Rhea's going to retain. Um, but that does lead to the question, and we have a little drop down, and if you do not change it, it will be yes. Uh, so will there be a women's cash-in? Not necessarily... On the Raw Women's Championship, just will there be a women's cash-in? Um, so that means that if they do something where, like, Bianca cuts a promo or something like that, and then the winner takes her out or some of that and the cash is in, that counts. So, John, will there be a women's cash-in? I'm going with no. Ginger? I hope not. That's not what I asked you. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going with no as well, because I feel like there's been so many same night cash-ins for the women that they're going to let it go for a little bit this time. Two of the four. Yep. Technically, one of them <laughs> wasn't even a cash-in. She just won the championship. Mm. Uh, added well, to... Was that? That's three, then. Yeah, I that, think of it. Yeah. It was really only um, Carmella that held it for a long time. Yeah, she held it for a decent chunk, right? A long time, yeah. Like, yeah, that was the, the SmackDown after Mania, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I think she had it. I want to say it was like maybe 200 days, something like that. She had it for a long she had time. It for a long time. But that was good. Mm. It was the first one. So, all right. Um, added to the card after we we lost Bailey was the Raw Tag Team Championship uh, match between AJ Styles and almost defending against the Viking Raiders. Ginger, who you got? This is going to be your big uh, title change of the night. The Viking Raiders are going to win this in front of the live crowd. Okay. John? Uh, I'm also picking the Viking Raiders just because I feel like I want to see uh, almost not wrestle. Fair. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Viking Raiders as well because I feel like with SummerSlam coming up that they're going to they're going to want AJ Styles in a bigger feud. And I yeah. think that him being in the tag team division doesn't help anymore. Um, all right. If it ever did. <laughs> True. 
Uh, the WWE Championship, Robert Lashley defending against Kofi Kingston. Uh, John. There was a point when I was going over these predictions where I almost picked Kofi and then picked Big E because I wanted to see Big E ca- cash in on Kofi. Right. Uh, but now I'm going with, I'm going with Lashley. All right. Uh, Ginger. <sighs> Honestly, this one's kind of tough. But I think if we're going to do this, Robert Lashley wins it. All right. Uh, I'm going with Lashley as well. Um, we had like a new caveat added to his character where he's just kind of sick of MVP shit now. So there is, there is a possibility of them kind of dumping this and, and, but I feel like this is more like, all right, it's time to get serious. And I think the money's in, uh, having him drop it at SummerSlam. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Universal Championship, Roman Reigns against Edge. Um, I am going with Edge because it's in front of a live crowd and um, he is kind of back to being a face. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Question mark. Uh, I'm probably going to be wrong on it, but I'm going to go out on a limb because I want to win uh, and, and say he, he gets it. Uh, Ginger. Uh, Reigns because Rollins is going to fuck over Edge. Okay. John. I'm going out on two limbs, which is uh, I think Edge is going to beat Reigns and I think Rollins is going to cash in on Edge. All right. All right. So that would, of course, bring us to the question of will it be a men's cash in? Obviously, for either one of the championships. Uh, John, you're saying yes. Mm-hmm. And Ginger? No. Okay. Uh, I am going with yes. I think, considering the people involved um, with the money's, men's money in the bank, there's a good chance that that they'll they'll be a quick cash in on that. So to be kind of a surprise, because I I feel like they want to go kind of big for this event, you know. All right. Um, Sal says that uh, um, it has to be Lashley, so we can get Lashley versus the crazy fisherman with the ponytail, uh, <laughs> which Did I understand. Know? Assuming he actually wants to come back. That's true. He could just be done. You know, the guy's got enough money. Um, so go ahead and come, click submit on that. I just, every time I look at that, that poster, I think Bianca Belair is flipping me off. It doesn't look like she's, like, telling you to come here. It looks like she's flipping you the fucking bird. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, click submit on that. Uh, then uh, next week, when uh, when we're back again to talk about Money in the Bank and all the craziness that happened there and on the Raw and SmackDown from that week, we will also go through all of your predictions and see who got the most correct. This might be an epically bad performance for me. but <laughs> there There's a lot more variables in this one, which is good, you know? So, I, yeah, there's there's a lot of opportunities to for things to be good. Um, yeah. All right. I think that'll do it for us this week. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for, uh, participating in the predictions thread and, uh, Ginger, send us home. Uh, before that, give us some feedback. If you like the new flow of the show, guys, let us know. Yes. If you have your flow, please let us know. You're a poet (laughs) and didn't even know it. Um, Join us next week where we will smack your ass raw. 
John? Oh, uh, outro. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. See what, see what harm you can do. Hey, yo. No, no. Chance still has it. Take what's mine. It's just too frail. You can't beat me. You ain't got no chance in hell. You can't see me. You ain't got no chance in hell. No, no. Chance still has it. Take what's mine. It's just too frail. You can't beat me. You ain't got no chance in hell. You can't see me. You ain't got no chance in hell. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs> <laughs>